Welcome to Bowman's Friends, a podcast created to connect and inform UK students of issues, events, and cool stuff on campus and the Lexington area. Bowman's Friends is a podcast hosted by UK students for the UK community. Our goal is to amplify student voices through advocating for equity, inclusion, and representation of all. Each year, the Mu Epsilon chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, in collaboration with the UK's Black Student Union, hosts the Mr. and Mrs. Black UK Scholarship Pageant. This year, nine contestants grace the stage to vie for the titles of Mr. and Mrs. Black UK. Today, we are joined in the studio with our 2022 Mr. and Mrs. Black UK, Anisha Cox and Jordan Smith. Hello, hello, everyone. Hi. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Mm-hmm. We're just going to get started. And how about you guys tell us a little about yourselves? Just start with your major, your hometown, and your classification. Okay. Um, my name is Jordan Smith. I am a senior uh, here at UK, majoring in neuroscience with a minor in psychology. And I am from Henderson, Kentucky. And I'm Anisha Cox. I am a junior at UK, and I am a business management and marketing major, and I am from Radcliffe, Kentucky. Mm, Kentucky in the building. (laughs) Okay, so this is kind of like a full circle moment for me because I actually crowned Anisha. I was the 2021 Miss Black UK, and I was on this podcast last year. So it's kind of fun that I have y'all on this podcast this year. So let's take a moment back. You guys were crowned in October of 2022, but you all chose to do the pageant before October. Right? Okay. So take me through the process of y'all choosing to actually do the pageant. Like, why did y'all decide to compete? You want to go first? (laughs) Okay. Um, I actually wanted to do it the year before, um, but something with the paperwork and then like last minute, I just got interested a little too late. So I didn't have time for the practices. If anybody knows, the practices are a lot. You're there every day for like a month. Um, But really just, it seemed really fun. Um, All of the prize package was, of course, good. You get the scholarship. You get noticed that homecoming halftime. Everything just seemed like a total yes. I don't know why I wouldn't do it. And then I do pageants already, so I already had everything. Um, Dresses, interview, you know, hair and makeup. That was already all took care of. Um, So I was like, might as well go do it and then just meet new people. Because I was struggling with that, too. I only know people from, like, implicit or just anything I was already involved in. And it was always the same people. So I was like, let me get more involved with people in the minority community that I don't really know. So I was like, perfect opportunity. Um, I was kind of an unconventional case. (laughs) So... She mentioned Implicit. I'm the president of Implicit. Um, This is my second year. And in the past, I've helped with the pageant, like, in terms of choreography, because we do the intro dance. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was my second year helping with that. And I wasn't officially a part of the uh, pageant until it was Anisha and a few other people that kind of, you know, kept nudging on me, trying to convince (laughs) me. Um, And I've never really had that experience, like, being in pageantry and that type of thing. So it was really just, like me trying to put myself outside of my comfort zone and mm-hmm. um, trying to develop new skills. So, mm-hmm. so fun, fun. What, would you, what would you all say was one thing that's like, that was kind of like holding you back, you would say? If you said that you were kind of hesitant to get going, you had people persuade you, what was kind of holding you back a little bit? Um, I think for me it was like the unfamiliarity. Um, I'm more introverted uh, than people would know. And for me, like being out on the stage and 
I can be out on the stage, like if I'm performing, if I'm dancing, that's something that I'm comfortable with that I'm used to. Um, but speaking, you know, doing the introduction and answering formal question and answer, like that's just something that I've never really had the experience to do. So that was really what was holding me back. For me, um, I was comfortable with the pageant type of flow, like going on stage and everything like that. But then again, it was so different to what I'm used to. And I know Elena could probably uh, be yeah, agree with me on it. Um, in regular pageants, you're not seeing a lot of people that look like you. This pageant, it was everybody that looked like you. So that was a big difference for me. And then a lot of people, too, was like, oh, you're a pageant girl. You're going to win. You're going to win. No. If y'all go to these parties, these girls are good. They know what they're doing. They know how to walk. They know how to talk. Their talents blew me out the water. I didn't have my talent till like, the week of. And so I was just, like, Ugh, so much pressure. And I didn't know how to go about the competition as well just because of the different audience and things like that. So just adapting. I think for me, like in pageantry versus pageantry in the world and pageantry in school, uh-huh. it was so different because I'm competing in front of my peers, like yeah. people I see every single day. But like competing in a regular pageant, I'm probably not going to see the contestants that I competed alongside with unless I take the effort to like, you know, talk to them outside mm-hmm. of it. So yeah. that was the crazy part. All right. So. so what would you all say your favorite part of the pageant was? Mm-hmm. Like preparing for it. Preparing, preparing for it. it. What was your favorite preparation? For me, it was a love-hate relationship. The practices, oh, my gosh. It was a fun time because once we got used to all the contestants, we was making friends, making that relationship. So it was fun. Like, it, it didn't really seem much of a struggle or a commitment at that time. It was just, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Um, but then again, the practices. Um, you there every day, all night till like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning sometimes. And you're like, oh, we just did this yesterday. Like, why are we doing it again? But it was fun. Um, I think I'd have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um before, I probably would have said, you know, teaching the dance because that's my forte. You know, that's originally what I signed on for. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. But I think definitely like being able to branch out and uh, build those relationships with the other contestants. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> OK, so let's switch gears. There were different phases of competition. Y'all competed in interview, form aware, on stage question and talent. Am I missing anything? No. Yeah. OK. Yeah. <laughs> so what was y'all's favorite phase of competition? Um, honestly, I think I like the introduction. Hmm. You know, I think for me, just kind of like going through the motion and memorizing it, you know, since we had been practicing so long, so late at night, so um, repetitively, it definitely felt like more of a flow thing when you got out on the stage. And I think I like that because I was able to prepare ahead of time um, and just kind of go with what felt naturally. Yeah, I'm kind of opposite. Um, I love the onstage question part of it. Mm-hmm. I felt that was a challenge for all of us. Um, we didn't know what the questions were. I personally didn't look at the questions because I love a good challenge. Um, and so we all was like kind of nervous for that part because that's the only part we could not practice repetitively in practice. Um, and so just hearing those questions on stage and then answering those questions, you only get one chance. It's not like you can go back and be like, wait, let me get a different one. Right. Um, and then hearing everybody actually do good. I felt like we all did a pretty good job, better than we thought we were going to do. So that was just really interesting to see. Yeah. 
One stage question is, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you. <laughs> it's so nerve-wracking. No. Oh, my goodness. But I do like me and you are the same. Okay, Jordan? Me and Jordan are the same because I like preparing for that speech. And then, like, it's like you prepare for it so long, and then you just get it out the way. And you're like, oh, I can finish the rest of this. But, yeah. Myself, and we may have listeners that don't know either, but... Can you all just go through like the steps of when you're actually competing? Like, what do you all have to do on stage? Stage, can you like describe that a little bit different like, or word that? Like when it's um, pageant day. Like oh, you, okay. You like to outsiders that don't yeah. know yes. anything about a pageant. Okay. Um. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Of course. Um. Starting from like. Okay, you know we practice every day. Um, going through the pageant every day. That was kind of the um, goal in practice just to go through it as like a full run through um, to see what we need. Um, but besides that, the morning of, to me, it's all about what I eat for breakfast in the morning. That's going to deflict on how my day goes. Um, if I don't eat, I'm going to have an attitude later and interviews mm-hmm. not going to go well. Um, but if I do have a good breakfast, I mean, good orange juice, everything, coffee for you, Jordan. Yeah, you're going to have a better day. So I always make sure I have a good breakfast. Um, the night before, I try to pack everything. So I always And I've learned this. Um, A lot of girls sometimes have the same dress. And so I always pack the same uh, two dresses, two interview outfits, two of everything, just to make sure I don't run into that. That way I'm not stressing. Um, Pack everything before, whether that's like hairbrush, makeup, anything that I won't need that morning and what I'll need at the pageant. Um, And then I'll go through my hair first. That way it has time to dry. Um, And then I'll do my makeup. And then I won't get dressed until right before I'm about to go to the interview because usually I wear like a white or just a light color. um, And we don't need anything spilling on it. And so um, I'll do that and then hit the road. And then when you get there, then what happens? Um, I try to unpack. Um, based off of, not unpack, unpack, but um, based off of the event of the pageant. So I'll have my interview or my evening gown all the way, like the furthest away. Um, And then I'll have my interview stuff, my shoes laid out, kind of the suit I'm wearing or dress I'm wearing laid out. That way I'm ready to go in case an event happens where I have to rush. Um, And then as I'm done, I try to pack it up that way when it's time to go because it's going to be a late night. You're going to be ready to go. You can just go. (laughs) What was that like for you, Jordan, especially because you haven't done a pageant before? I definitely was not thinking about all of those things. I was really just trying to be like, okay, you're about to go out on the stage and like actually compete in a pageant. Like you've never done this before. So I think the buildup for me, I was pretty nervous. I think Anisha can attest to that. Yeah. Like we would sit down and have conversations about it all the time. But, um, you know, I, I packed up. Uh, fairly quickly. I don't have as much to back up um, or as much to do in terms of getting ready. So that really wasn't difficult. Um, And then, of course, just like showing up the day of we had the interview kind of earlier on, like mid to late afternoon. Um, I didn't really unpack like she said. In fact, we only had the one uh, dressing room. And I was trapped in the bathroom for most of it because there were only, like, two guys. So I would go in the bathroom and all the girls would be, like, in the dressing room. So, um, yeah. So you all you all competed against eight other individuals, which just competing against even one other individual and, and winning has to, has to feel amazing. Just what was that feeling like for you all when you all heard your names being called as winners? Okay. Uh, um... <laughs> Honestly, I 
I don't want to say that I was shocked, but I think it was just more so a feeling of um, maybe like euphoria or reassurance. Like I was definitely happy that all of the work that I put into this pageant, all of the different um, aspects that go into it, like I put in all that work and I was able to see it, you know, pay off in the end. So, um, Like I said, all of the girls were really good. Um, it It was no telling how it was going to go. Um, we were all so different, but so good at being different, if that makes sense. Um, so they called Miss Congeniality, they called Talent, and none of those were me. So I was like, oh, here we go, <laughs> you know? So then Jordan got called, and I was like, wow, how fun would that be? for? Because we already had a friendship before then because of Implicit and just everything else. I was like, how fun would that be to, like, have this reign with him? So he got called, and then Jordan's looking at me like, Okay, okay. <laughs> and so then they called my name. I was just like, oh, yeah. So I think I was more excited just because I could share it with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything else just fell in line. So yeah. It was exciting. It was I exciting. definitely agree with that. I know, like, in the moment, you know, for me, I was just like, oh, yeah, I won. Smile, you know, accept the crown and the sash and all that. But then when they called your name, I, like, audibly screamed because <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, my friend just won. So. Oh, that's cute that y'all were, like, happy for each other. And it's nice that y'all had a relationship beforehand because then, like, that just strengthens y'all relationship now. So that's nice. Okay, so, um, Anisha, we already talked about how you have a history of pageants. How did you initially get into pageants, and what other titles do you hold outside of Mr. I mean, Mrs. Black UK? Um, I was nine. I was nine. I started kind of young. I started in the county fair system. Mm -hmm. Um... My dance teacher at the time was like, you should do this pageant. It was Hardin County pageant. That's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. She was like, you should do this pageant. I ended like two weeks before the pageant. And if anybody knows, you probably can agree. For your first pageant, you don't want to enter two weeks mm-hmm. before. <laughs> um, and so I had, I was young, obviously, and there was Miss Girls, probably like 19, 20 years old. And then they helped me with my walk, my feet placement, all of that. Um, and I ended up getting third place. And so mm-hmm. the only reason they said I didn't win was because my dress didn't hit the ground. But I didn't I didn't know that. I had on yeah. a flower girl dress. And so um, after that, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. Because at that mm-hmm. age, you're like, I want to win. Like, I'm right. going gonna to keep doing it. And so after that, um, kept doing county fair, county fair, county fair. Kind of had a love for it at that point. It was my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I moved on to teen because I was in preteen at the time. Moved on to teen. And then I won Kentucky Teen. So that's mm-hmm. one title I have is um, Miss Teen Kentucky County Fair. It's probably my biggest title I have. And then mm-hmm. my current title right now is Miss Woodford County Fair. Mm-hmm. So that would go to a state pageant. We just had that in January. I got top 15, so not really a title, but an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, and then I'll probably do a county fair system again next year. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> You don't have pageant history in, from the past, and this was your first time, am I correct? Yes. So what did it feel like to you just doing the pageant for the first time, and like, what were you, what were you scared of at first that you overcame and now you feel confident with? Before, I was really like unsure about it just because of being out there on the stage and, you know, being a more introverted person, because like I've been out there on the stage as a dancer and you know I've kind of had like some speaking engagements in high school but nothing as big as like a pageant you know there's multiple aspects to it um you've got talent and the intro dance which I wasn't really worried about those two but like the question and answer and the introduction 
Um, so I think just like those types of things really, I knew that I could work on them because like I said, it was outside of my comfort zone. It wasn't anything that I was super used to. And I think also like it being Mr. Miss Black UK that this pageant, I think it was also significant for me just because, you know, prior to uh, this year, I had helped with the intro dance, and I like seen how everything went. I actually worked with Elena teaching her the dance. Yes, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I can't dance, y'all. So, so like seeing that come together for myself and seeing it from a different perspective definitely was something that I enjoyed for this this round. So, would you say you're more confident doing pageants now? Oh well, yeah, definitely. I think I, also with it being Mr. Miss Black UK, it was like something that I'm passionate about. You know, because it's it's for the Black community the minority communities. So I think, you know, having that personal stake in it definitely pushed me to be more comfortable in it and be more confident in doing something like that in the future. So I wanted to ask you all as well, both of you all, like what's it mean to you all to be titled as Mr. and Mrs. Black UK? Like what responsibilities do you all feel or just how do you feel in general just holding that title? Um, It's a title that... I, I definitely feel honored to wear. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not something that just anyone goes around being able to right. um, carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So I think being able to represent the, the black community um, or any other minority community that we should be representing, um, you know, representing them in a light that is positive, you know, going around and being professional within not just UK, but the greater Lexington community. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, having those aspects, um, you know, definitely is worth it and definitely something that I feel honored to hold. Yeah, I agree with everything Jordan said. Um, For me, it was really personal. Um, I did not plan, I did not want to come to UK at the start of, or at the end of high school, I should say. Um, I really wanted to go to HBCU. Um, I love how culture is embraced there. I love um, the dance team. I, I love to dance, obviously. Um, and I just love that style. I just wanted to be happy and enjoy myself. And so I really pushed to find a way at UK to give me that light as well. Because um, when you come on a tour here, they're not showing you the MLK Center. They're not showing you different stuff. And so it's like, do I even belong here? You know, they they push all these people on the internet to show that we're diverse or got all these minority students, but then you come here and it's like a needle in a haystack. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, that was another reason I did the pageant. And so then I was like, okay, if I have this title, like how am I going to make sure that kids didn't have to find out the way I found out? You see what I'm saying? And so before that I had, um, mentored some younger people that was like had on the verge as well. They really want to go to HBCU, but HBCUs aren't paying the same as UK is paying. They're going to pay you to be able to write that they 50-50 online. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, just showing that those girls would, and then as soon as I got done giving them a tour, they were like, oh, yeah, I'm committed right now. I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, this is this is what I need to be doing. And so just having or being able to say I'm Miss Black UK, like our Instagrams were going crazy. Um, just having that platform was just really uplifting because it shows that you can really do something. Like when I saw Elena have the title, I was like, okay, she won a pageant. But then I won and I'm like, Dang, like I, I'm, I'm doing something, you know. I'm showing we can actually have a spot here at a PWI. So, yeah, 
I remember when y'all were crowned, and shortly after, um, UK had posted that photo of you guys, mm-hmm. and it got a little bit of negative feedback. Mm-hmm. What was that moment like for y'all reading those negative comments? Like, what were they saying? Like, why is there a Mr. and Mrs. Black UK? Why why couldn't we just do, like, a Mrs. UK? Like, what did that feel like for y'all reading the comments, like, shortly after y'all were crowned? Um, at first, um, it, it didn't blow up that big. It was just, like, maybe five to ten comments at first. Um, and so I didn't really think of it because, you know, being in pageants as a minority, you're you going to get negativity all the time. Um, like when I went had, when I had one state, I was the only one out of 74 girls. And they're like, mm, did they feel bad for you? Like, you know, just stuff like that. And so I've kind of learned to ignore it. And then it just kept kept coming kept coming because you know they tagged us so we was getting all the notifications and so it was kind of hard to ignore but I was like should I say something should I like put everybody in their place you know you get that urge to be like look homecoming everybody white you know what I mean like you you that's y'all Mr. and Mrs. White UK you know what I mean you get that urge to say that but a lot of people like um just some of the deltas some like just everybody in the black community at UK was going on there sticking up for us I was like Dang, we got support. Yeah, I'm going to sit back and watch. You know what I mean? And so then I finally, because I could tell, like, it was getting to Jordan. Um, I could just tell, like, a lot of people, like, I had to say something. Like, I felt like, yeah, this is my time to say something. So I just made a post on my page on why I did it, my purpose, what the purpose for Mr. and Mrs. Black UK is. And I couldn't care less what anybody else had to think. It took me by surprise that it had so much negative feedback because I was like, this been going on for 33 years. Like, yeah. why are y'all so upset that we doing it? But then we had talked to some other people, and that was the first time they had posted it. So a lot of people didn't know about it. Right. And I was like, this is exactly what we needed. This mm-hmm. is exactly what we needed. We need people to know that this is going on, like, right. whether they like it or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely agree with what she said. You know, it's been going on for a while, but I think this was the first year that they ever posted mm-hmm. Mr. and Miss Black UK on the official UK page. Mm-hmm. So that was the big difference. But uh, initially, I I really thought it was like a smaller thing. I don't think it was anything that I really let like the negative comments get to me, you know, especially if I don't really know these people. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lot of feedback that I'm going to like take in um, and really think about and be like, wow, okay, do I need to change what I'm doing? Is this, you know, it's not yeah. the type of feedback that I really take into consideration. And I think having other people stick up for us, like mm-hmm. people we didn't even know, you know, commenting and saying, like, what Mr. And Miss Black UK is for and reposting us on our story. and oh, okay. get, like, That was a big one. Yeah. So I think that support, like, majorly outweighed the negativity that that um, was being posted. Because, like, Jamal, you know, he was a 20, 2011, 2012, somewhere in there. Mr. Mm-hmm. Black UK Jr., uh, he came, which was the previous Mr. Black UK. Like, they came and talked to me. Uh, we had a little conversation between the three of us and they were just really showing their support. And then we had like other people messaging us and being like, hey, are you OK? Like we're seeing these comments. So I think that support just, you know, did away with any negativity um, that was being shown. That's awesome. So like as a black leader on campus, what do you believe? Well, what is your best piece of advice that you can give to minority students on campus trying to thrive in a PWI? Um, for me, I would have to say, don't, don't change yourself to really fit in with other people. Um, I think that's something that 
I've struggled with personally just because I've always gone to a predominantly white school, you know, growing up like through K through 12. Um, so I think really coming in and knowing who you are and really owning like what you value, your morals, standing firm in your your personality um, definitely should be something that you stick with coming in. So. Um, yeah, I agree with that, too. Um, I think I've heard myself tell somebody that before. Um, other than that, I would just say, like, you do have a purpose. Um, your purpose is only as big as what you make out of it. So, like, the MLK Center, it was probably never always the MLK Center. Like, somebody started that and then built off of it. Like, gave other people a place to feel comfort and feel welcome. Um, and so if you want to go make a minority organization and do it, like, you— you're only going to make the PWI as much as you can because right. they already is. We are already overpopulated anyway with mm-hmm. the opposite. And so you just got to show that you're supposed to be here because a lot of people going to discriminate and think that you're not and that you're not right. capable of doing the same stuff. And so you just got to show that. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you all, like, at first, you may not have. You all seemed like it was kind of a surprise in a way that you all were getting the support like you weren't expecting it at first. I just wanted to ask, like, what that meant to you all to know that there was people out there to show support and that they were just giving the support on like a public thing like Instagram or something on those lines that they were just going ahead and just going ahead and giving the support without being asked to show that support. So I just wanted to ask, like, what that meant to you all and how you all felt about that. Um, For me, I would say um, I, I knew there was support. I wouldn't say that it wasn't support. I just didn't know that they was going to fight like that. Like, it was people in the comments going back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, dang, like, it's bigger than just us at this point. You know what I mean? Like, every black person at the university is feeling this. Because there's people, like, I didn't even talk to that was in there defending, like, my name. And I was like, hey, like, I thought we had beef. You know what I mean? Because we, we follow each other on Instagram, but then never see or never talk in person. So I was like, okay, like, y'all really do support. And I, at that point, it was just, it's way bigger than a name. Like, you have to fight for what you believe in and fight for the stuff that should have went away a long time ago, like racism. I mean, we all agree, like, that should go away. But, I mean, it was just good to see, good to know that that's it's there. Definitely, I definitely agree with what she said. Like, you know, we had close friends that we knew would support us, like our dance team. And, you know, Jocelyn also messaged us individually, yeah. like, checking on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We thought she had it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, having, you know, other people outside of, people and our close friends mm-hmm. definitely meant a lot so yeah so what are you guys hoping to accomplish like during your reign and after your reign what legacy do y'all want to leave as your 2022 mr and mrs black uk um that's something i've been thinking about a lot recently just because i'm also a senior so um i definitely want to be able to support people or other um minorities that are interested in coming to a PWI, like she said, because, you know, there's HBCUs, which are more supportive of our people. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely want people to know that there's a place here for them, uh, that this is an option. You know, right. you don't have to feel like you, you're coming here for the money. So yeah. I definitely want people to know that we're here, that we're, 
where um, we support each other mm-hmm. and there's a place for us. Yeah. Um, like you said, yeah, um, I've done a lot of connecting this week um, to just reach out to schools. Like um, this Friday, we're going to be at a pep rally or hosting a pep rally at a elementary school here. And then um, just connecting with different like organizations in the community um, for minorities. That way they know that, like you said, there is a place at a PWI for you because college ain't cheap and whoever give you the most money I mean that's just where we gonna go like that's life right now you sometimes gotta choose financials over the best time you know and so um I really do believe like starting at the young generations like I call them my little future leaders but um just going to the elementary schools that way they have in their head I can go there okay because growing up like they they not thinking that, and that's embedding in their head that I can't go there. I'm not going to—I mean, we had people go viral for racial slurs. You know what I mean? That's all they see when they look up UK. They don't see the MLK Center. They don't see Mr. and Mrs. Black UK. So yeah. just being able to spread that knowledge to them, even high schools, when before it's too late, like mm-hmm. just knowing that they can come. Uh, just to touch on that, my, my mom had spent 30-plus years teaching in— downtown Louisville mm-hmm. at an elementary school and I I even went there from first to third grade and just going back now as an adult and just going back and seeing the kids you can tell that like some of them aren't even like thinking that far mm-hmm. in advance mm-hmm. so if like y'all like going to pep rallies and stuff and just putting it in their head that college isn't like this some um, magical place mm-hmm. that you can't get to like it's it's accessible and those kids don't even see that it is. So I think what y'all are doing is big and very important. Of course. Thanks for listening to Bowman's Friends. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bowman's Friends to stay up to date with our upcoming episodes. Feel free to DM us with topics you want us to cover and guests you want to hear from. 